0: You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot You are now listening fly, to the Hot Take Hot You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back on a Victory Wednesday. This is the hot take hot box. My name is Matt McSweeney. Thank you as always for joining me. Birds fresh off the bye. Take care of business against uh the Washington football team last night. And uh rough start, you know, pretty easy finish com- you know in comparison to what it looked like at the beginning of the game. Crazy interception, you know, the off the heel of Goddard, Goddard with the drop, horrible. Uh, you know, and then the fumble by Hurts, which was horrible, the Sirianni yelling at each him yelling at Hurts and Hurts just kind of listening to it because that's that's not something that he hasn't (laughs) dealt with before playing for Alabama and Stad being a coach and everything. It's you know he knew what he did he knew he fucked up and he you know he he not maybe didn't have to own it by saying it his actions uh, spoke louder than words. He went out there and just played one of his best and most complete games of his Eagle career. And Washington, which is a defense that was uh, highly touted before the season, has had some injuries. Obviously, they have dealing with a COVID situation and, uh, you know, just things of that nature. And for for the Eagles to just thoroughly dominate them, and Jalen Hurts for, to dominate them the way that they did, was uh, an absolutely spectacular result. I mean, here you go. You want to look at Jalen Hurts' numbers, 20 for 26. Two ninety-six yards through the air, one touchdown, one pick, which obviously was not his fault. The and he runs for another thirty-eight yards and two touchdowns uh, on the ground. You know, you you, you run for over two hundred yards again last night. I'm trying to see the overall team. We had two thirty-eight. You know, as a com- as in comparison to the Washington football team, it was sixty-three. You know, they didn't move the ball. We had five hundred nineteen total yards. We completely dominated their defense and like i said you know this this isn't a we're, we're not beating the very best teams in the league but we're beating the teams that we have to and that we should as opposed to our beloved phillies who lost to all the teams they were supposed to beat, and then would still lose to the teams that they weren't supposed to be and that's the reason that they were sitting on the outside looking in when it came to on, down to the playoffs and the World Series champions, you know, they, they played them in a pivotal series where they were three games down and they got swept by them. So, you know, uh, that—that's—I that, don't want to go there, but I'm just saying, like, that's a comparison of you know not taking advantage of an opportunity that's been given to you. And the the I'm just like I'm all over the place, but to say Sixers, the Eagles have taken advantage of their opportunity for the most part. I mean, it, it we obviously were upset and sad when they lost that game to the Giants, but. This week they have the opportunity to make that up. You know they have the opportunity to get that thing back, and it's very you know they they definitely have their destiny in their own hands. You know we we look at the Giants game next week, going to play uh, Jake Fromm. It looks like like they're shutting down Daniel Jones, so it's going to be of uh, another situation. You know where your our defense can definitely find some turnovers or just you know keep the game. I mean, similar to the way it was, they only let them score thirteen points last time. So, you know, it, the Eagles only scored seven points. It's going to be the offense needs to, you know, we're going to need to see Jalen Hurts play better against the Giants, and this game's at home. And you know, I, I, I have confidence that they'll take care of business. I don't see why we wouldn't take care of business down in Washington. Now, I think that's probably the toughest game of the games remaining, given that the Cowboys, you know, will probably not be starting their starters, or you know, will just it won't be a huge game to them. It won't be a make or break, do or die situation. So there will be no need for them to go all out and try to play a DAC or play some of these other guys and risk them getting hurt and missing out on a you know one of their their first game. You know, they're gonna have a, a home game to start the playoffs. So they're gonna try and set themselves up for the best opportunity to win that game. Now they might want the Eagles to be out of the playoffs, so they may do their absolute best to try and win that game, but you know, it's a little bit down the road with the Eagles have to take care of business this weekend and like i said i think the, they do uh that washington game is going to be huge though i think you know on the road is not easy um you know now coach has uh coach has tested positive for covid nick sirianni has it so i'm hoping you know that we do not have to deal with an outbreak that we don't have to move this game and we don't have to just be playing be you know from behind in uh in regards to days of preparation and things like that you know closer we get to the playoffs, you know, I I don't we don't have to be worrying about playoff games being moved or you know, dealing with any sort of crazy situation. We just, you know, obviously a lot of this is out of, out of the control of everyone, you know. You got Omicron going crazy right now. It's taking out, you know, half the NFL m- large majorities of the NBA and and you know, it's a total again totally out of our control and, you know, you can I, I don't like who cares who you know I, not that who cares, but I don't want to talk about it you know like what, what is the point in talk about? It? It's completely out of our control um, you know and I just hope it doesn't ruin any more games or uh, you know t- just hurt the Eagles any more than it already has. There was lots of talk uh, coming off this bye week or going into the bye week in regards to the quarterback and the future of that position. Uh, who do they believe in you know, who what do you want to do? Should we play Gardner Minshew? Does he give you a better? Opportunity to pass the ball better look at the offense. You just do you feel more confident with him? I mean he great looked great against the Jets, but again, that is the Jets and uh, I I, just don't I didn't I didn't see the um I, I get you know, it's easy to say now when you're sitting here after a huge Jalen Hurts performance and I've been preaching all season long that it's more about the long run here, and not in regards to the Eagles' like uh, future next year, but in evaluation of Jalen Hurts, you just want to see as much as you possibly can from him. And uh, I can point to two specific games where his he him uh, and his arm were the main reasons why we won the game, and that was last, Well, you know, I wouldn't say main reason because we obviously ran the ball well, but where his I guess where his arm looked above average, or you know. It, whatever positive adjective you want to use. I'm tired of fucking dancing around it. Because you know what it is in, in the fucking... In this, like, sports shit where you just... You want to say good things about guys or bad things. Whatever it is, you use a word. And they say, well, you think... You said that he stinks. And I'm like, no, he stunk that. And you have to explain yourself. Whatever, okay? I'll always explain myself, though. Because, dude, I ain't never going away. I'm here, baby. But uh, the Eagles-Broncos... Uh, I thought he looked incredible in that game. The connection with him and Devontae Smith was awesome, uh, and I think last night, like I think those are the only two games where you can really point to. In the Chiefs game, I thought he was awesome, and but uh, you know they weren't. They obviously didn't win that, or weren't really in that game for the most part. They definitely could have won that. The Buccaneers are a questionable team, man. They injuries or whatever they they were healthy during that week, and they've been healthy for the the this whole second half of the season. The Buccaneers have not. Been that uh, juggernaut championship sort of team, they kind of figure out they've been kind of sleepwalking through most of the season. I got NFL takes for days, but let's get back to the uh, Eagles. Uh, I just did want to take a look quickly at their um, their like wild card standings and just like I think I think, think they are in good shape based off the fact that they have a lot of tiebreakers against some of these different teams. You know, like Vikings. Uh, Not the Niners, obviously. The Niners are probably going to get in. Uh, Looks like the West is going to get those four teams that we kind of, or the three teams at least that we talked about. The uh, Seahawks are not good this season. Five and nine, kind of, you know, out of the race. So got the Eagles and Saints, who the Eagles uh, um, have a tiebreak against. Yeah, the Washington, they have a tiebreak against, and the Falcons, they have a tiebreak against. Panthers have fallen out, so they don't really have to worry about that. So you know, it's going to be a Vikings. Uh, we're going to need to... We're, we're, there's three of us kind of battling for this last position, and we're just going to have to keep... We have to win the rest of our games. That's the only way that we can guarantee our you know ba- best situation or best opportunity to get into the playoffs. Uh, you look at the Saints. They have a matchup against the Miami Dolphins this weekend, which... When we were hoping that the Dolphins were gonna have a high pick they've really turned it around so that's gonna be a good game it's a Monday night game um so we'll get to watch that play out Panthers and Saints again and then the Saints and the Falcons play each other so that that's you know not bad we'll we'll take a look at the Viking schedule now who you know have Dalvin cook got hurt with his shoulder lineup came coming back Adam thielen has been out but he uh, should be back pretty soon. I know. I don't, I'm pretty sure it's a high ankle sprain. So I know those take a little bit longer than uh, the your average sprain. But the Vikings do not have an easy schedule. With, I mean, they have a game against the Rams coming up this weekend, and then the game against the Packers in Green Bay on Sunday Night Football, Sunday, January second. finished it up against the Bears at home. You got to think they lose one of those games, right? You know, whether it's that that Packers game or the Rams game. They're good, but they're not that good, you know. So we'll just we have to, as Eagles fans, hope that the Vikings lose one of those games, and that you know we'll have that tie break over the Saints, and that will get us into the playoffs. I hope and I pray. Uh, About Jalen Hurts, though the the evaluation period it's gone so far, like up and down, up and down, up and down. I am now at that point where I'm not. uh, You know, this isn't an ultimatum or a. Stamp it down sort of situation, but I, I am at the point where it's like I'm okay with him coming back next season But I also question or have concerns as to how long they can sustain this How long can they be the best rushing team in the league? Um, as long as I think he continues to grow as a passer I I don't think it's going to be a problem. I I think you can you can see those different it doesn't have to be a, a elite you know pocket precision just you know dominate people from the pocket but he does have to be show that he's capable of doing that for even small sections of the game or or when, when it's you know absolutely mandatory i've i've liked what i've seen from him but it's been far too inconsistent and that that comes from young young players for the most part but He for our quarterback. We need you to be as consistent as possible and I I think he's a player that Very soon we're going to be able to count on and we'll know what we can get out of him what we can't get out of him He does, you know, I still just would like him to read the field a little bit better I think he has I think he's shown uh, improvements to his accuracy his Throw powers not exactly that, you know, not not anything to write home about but him running the ball is a threat, a big-time threat. It opens up Miles Sanders. It opens up Jordan Howard. It's what I begged uh, this team to do in the, in the preseason and before the season. So it was so maddening, and that's why we were talking about fire Sirianni, and he's, maybe he's not the guy for the job. Maybe Because how could you not realize what you need to do? This is the only way this can work. This is the only way Jalen Hurts can be a successful quarterback in the NFL. And, and, and you see he's finding success. But you need to ha- you need to run the ball. You need to have an elite running offense. The offense needs to be built a bit around running the ball with either him, the running back. Like it has to just be that's the main course, and everything else in the periphery is kind of just uh, you know uh, added on. It's it's extra. It's you know extra. Uh, you know if you want fries on the side, you got to pay the extra. You know like stuff like that. It, it, it's not uh, Devontae Smith, obviously. Uh, I'm guys like him. I mean, Goddard even had a great night last night. But you know, Goddard had a great game against with the Jets or against the Jets, not not with them. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I like I'm 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 happy. I like where we're at. I like our running attack. I like I just like the way our offense moves. Uh, you know, I hope Coach gets uh gets well. I, I'm not. That's not a great time for this to happen, but. Better now than uh, I guess towards the playoffs when you know we're gonna need all these guys or we're, we're gonna need to win every you know like it, it's it's obviously not a great time but I'd rather have it now than than you know week one of the playoffs the wild card round whatever the hell I'm trying to say you guys all know okay so uh, I'm sure guys like Devonte Smith don't exactly love having Jalen Hurts You know, he made a great catch last night but I uh, I feel like you know the guys on the perimeter their talents are somewhat limited by having Jalen Hurts as the quarterback just because he's just not that, uh I don't know, he's just not that kind of quarterback. And, and maybe he will grow. I, I do see a lot of Russell Wilson in him. Just his ability to extend plays and just his, you know, he he's not there yet, obviously, but, uh, uh you know, a very raw young Russell Wilson. That's uh, somebody that I see when I watch him play. Like I said, uh, I've seen enough where I... uh I'm not against bringing them back or I'm not, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be angry or, you know, just fear infuriated if they were to try, you know, and all the, the people say, you're going to trade two first round or three year picks for a quarterback and put $30 million. Like if we get Aaron Rodgers, none of that matters. None of it. You know, like I don't want to hear anyone complain or anything like that. Like that's that, that's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. So I, I'm not, I don't give a fuck what we had to do to give them will we'll, we'll 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 figure it out. We'll make it work, you know? Like that's my mentality. Maybe that's stupid. Maybe you all think I'm a moron, but you know, I I'm just more of a let's let's get good players. Let's get great players and then figure it out later. It uh, seems to be working out of the Rams, you know. They're not winning any Super Bowls, but they're definitely they definitely have a a team that is capable of winning a Super Bowl and you can't argue with me there. So, let's keep it moving. uh Sixers Joel Embiid appears to be back after Weeks of being good and then sucking again and then, you know, getting sick, having the knee injury, you know, that kind of lingered on the beginning of the season. He looks to be stronger and healthier now. Uh, takes care of... I mean, uh, absolute ridiculous stat line against the Celtics the other night with a little like 41-10-5 situation. Um, but they are... very The Sixers have been very average this season, uh, unfortunately. And they, I think the record or the you know the six in the Eastern Conference right now I just think that the I don't know that doesn't tell the whole story to me you know I I, I don't think that this you know that dictates what this six, Sixers team is or can be um, I do think they need to trade Ben Simmons though now it's like now it's getting to the point where I told you I'm going to start getting angry now because you told me the 15th was going to be the day where a lot of people's contracts were eligible to be moved And that would open up more possibilities, you know, three-team deals and more players that could be thrown in to make the salaries match and whatnot. And, you know, I know I guess it's not going to happen immediately, but you would think that there would be something figured out. Or, we, you know, they're saying, people are saying that we should hold on to him and keep him for the whole season. Let him just sit on ice and and try to trade him in the offseason for somebody that becomes available. And maybe you're, yeah, okay, sure. You know, I get the thinking. It's because once you trade Simmons, it's over. You're not getting anything for. You know, if you're not, you're never going to be able to uh, make the move for a uh, Bradley Beal or a Damian Lillard. Say if they were to become available in the summer, if you trade Simmons for a uh, Dejounte Murray, for example, or somebody like that now that can help your season right now. uh, You know. I get that thinking, but also you're talking about a guy in Joel Embiid who is, you know, at the very top of his game right now and we all are very well aware of the you know the injury history and everything and the conversation and the narrative around him that we don't know how long we can count on this. You know how 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 many years can this hold up or can we do this? He's going to be 28 in March. So I understand the the thinking of holding on and waiting, but I also am of the school of thinking that we need to help Joel Embiid. Now, you can't just throw seasons away. That That's not, you know, we're not in that, that we can't do that anymore. You know, like that's that's what bad teams do. They throw seasons away. This is not, a we can't in the prime of Joel Embiid's career be throwing seasons away. I feel like we're going to look back and be like, why did we do that? I can't believe we did that on the pot on the the hope or the chance that we could get players that we keep doing this year after year hoping that this guy becomes available or this guy we traded for Jimmy Butler you know like we, we made we cashed our assets and we just didn't do it for the right players you traded for Tobias Harris who has uh I, I don't know what the fair characterization of him is given his salary and just his you know he's had one good like I don't know it's like been up and down it's the ultimate just uh right down the middle in my mind how i feel about him he's a good player but he's not a great player he's paid like a great player uh and he just kind of disappoints me and a lot of things and obviously he's not great with the fans or the media or uh just doesn't take the criticism well and a lot of that stuff he you you, you see a lot of the stuff that comes out and about him and just the complaining from from his end and you know i I I don't really listen to it as much. I don't get, you know, as emotional because I can understand his thinking. You know, the people booing, they don't understand, how, you know, the sickness and everything and whatnot. But he has to understand. These people are just paying money to come down there and have some fun, and they're going to boo you or cheer you. It's kind of just a part of the game, you know. Because if it weren't for those people, then those kind, you know, we all have been this down this a million times. I think it's just such a no win situation when you start going after the fans. You know, I, I saw John Morant was going at the fans in Memphis. They say they were chanting MVP for him, you know, earlier in the season, and now they're telling him to go sit out because he's still hurt or something, or they, they, he must stink. Now I, I don't know, but he he's very pissed. He was, you know, he's, now he's going off social media and stuff like that. It's. I, I feel for people like that because there is a good possibility that there's other things going on right now where it's not just about basketball. I mean, obviously it obviously, just could be about basketball because these guys love this thing; it's their life, their passion. But I just don't, you know, no one wins when you start attacking the people who are paying to come to these games, and you know, if you're a guy like John Morant, you can get away with it because you're an incredible player and you're the you are the centerpiece of that franchise. But if you're a Tobias Harris Maybe maybe not, you know, maybe maybe not uh, I, I just you know max. He's been uh, very good. Uh, I I have a, a friend shot the j who continues to just bang the drum that uh, oh what well, you know you want to you want Simmons back you know do oh, Missing Simmons, huh? Yeah, you know, which teams better without Simmons. No one argued uh, and I never argued for sure I don't think and if I did I, I was wrong that he doesn't help us in the regular season he absolutely is an incredible regular season basketball player he he will put up numbers, he will help your team win he plays defense he can help your team win uh, you know even in the playoffs he can but for the sixers in the playoffs to 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 win in the playoffs because being the number one seed and everything having a great regular season record has it just sh- it shows you that doesn't mean much. You know, it doesn't it's not the end all be all, it doesn't really decide that much. You you have home court advantage, but if you're the Sixers when you lose three games at home against the Hawks, it doesn't really matter, you know? So it's all about the team, what kind of players you're gonna have, and what does the team look like come playoff time. And the team only has a chance if they get something for Ben Simmons. That's that's it. You know, the the they they've I feel improperly used, Maxie. For good portions of this season, uh, running the kind of same offense as last year, with the you know putting Maxi in the dunker spot like he's a six ten uh, Australian point guard forward, and just kind of not using his capabilities to the like to the best that they could be. Like he's a ball handler. You you should be running the pick and roll with him. You should be letting him make decisions. I mean, for good stretches of the season, he wasn't really turning the ball over at high clips. And I just feel like they uh, kind of uh, take the ball out of his hands in some of these uh, some of these big games. But uh, you know Embiid back to back games thirty two against the Nets forty one against the uh, Celtics. That's what I love to see. Um, they yeah, they have some big games coming up here uh, tomorrow night. a Thursday night game against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, you know then they got the Wizards, the Raptors, the Nets, the Rockets, and Magic. So I mean you know not really huge games, but Hawks nets Raptors those are all teams, you know Two teams that have eliminated you in the playoffs right there and the Nets, who are the best team in probably basketball or at leave At the very least the Eastern Conference, so you will be tested and uh, I Other than that though it, it is kind of like beating a dead horse talking about these guys because it's it's the middle of the season Not even you know, like we're not even halfway there and, and the Sixers continue to like throw games away like against the Grizzlies they win a huge game against the Warriors where you know they just played out of their minds and beat 26 nine and four Maxi had you know Maxi plays 30 minutes Curry has an okay like the, everyone contributed I remember Milton yep Milton had 10 points you know Drummond 15, 15 minutes off the bench he had he had nine nine points nine boards That guy's a board... He absolutely is a board machine, though. It's crazy. I knew he was before he came here, but to watch that guy go to work down there, it's just... It's crazy that he can't put any other... That's the reason he's here as a backup center is because he can't put any other aspect of the game together. Like, he can barely barely triple. He can somewhat, you know, score, but he misses a lot of, like, really, like, you know, NBA easy layups. It's pretty 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 remarkable, but... You know that that's the, that's the Sixers, that's the you know NBA for the most part. Um, the 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 Cavaliers, the Bulls are you know two th- two three Bulls, Cavs in the in the conference uh, standings. So that kind of I think shows you uh, what what's been really going on this season. This is a you know a little bit of weird with COVID and everything going on. And so I wouldn't get too caught up in the uh, regular season standings as it, in. As it pertains to uh, projecting what's going to happen in the playoffs, you know, because the the Nets have been incredible. The Bulls have had a very good start to the season. The Cavs have been awesome. Uh, They're, you know, great defensive team. Uh, They have a lot of, uh, you know, great young players there. Garland, Evan Mobley, not to be confused with Catino Mobley. Uh, Who's a very gray beard now? Uh, Miami Heat, you know, for box five and then us six. So, like, I I think we're right there in the mix, you know, and there's uh, we're only five and a half games out of first, and you know, and it's kind of a logjam right there because we are, you know, a game we are one game out of being in 12th place, 11th place. So don't get too wrapped up in what's going on here. Uh, But Sooner rather than later, I think they do need to make a move on Simmons or have a resolution as to what's going on. Because it's kind of just uh, – it's getting a little ridiculous now that this te- – you know, they continue to, like, hamstring this team by having a huge $40 million void in the middle of the lineup that, you know, is at home. Simo the Savage is at home <laughs> playing Twitch with Aiden Ross or whatever, whatever the fuck he does on his, uh, you know, spare time. Because you haven't heard from the guy ever since he's been out, which – Hey, man, you know, probably a good move, but, uh, you know, he, you're a basketball player, bro. So uh, we need to see him play basketball. And even as a basketball fan, I kind of just want to see him out there, you know, not for the Sixers, obviously. But, like, I, we, I, I feel like, you know, it, it sucks. Like, it, totally different situation. But, like, Deshaun Watson, you know, just got players like that in their primes, just sitting seasons out. is just... You hate to say it. Uh, I'm probably not a good example there, but just more like uh, Simmons. Uh, you know, because I, I he's not uh, being accused of multiple sexual assault cases and whatnot. You know, and he's not a fucking absolute weirdo. So, uh, you know, other than that, is there's not much going on in the Philadelphia sports world. The Flyers are not only a dumpster fire but they are also dealing with you know all sorts of covid situations uh, not only on their team but just the nhl is just being ravaged by it they've shut down cross-border travel they're not sending guys to the uh, olympics anymore so the uh, nhl and just the flyer i mean especially the flyers the flyers you know fired their coach and they just are not, not in great shape, and uh, that that positivity and excitement that I exuberated from the uh, exuded, I guess I don't know what exuberate. I don't even know if that's a word, but whatever, man. That I showed on this podcast, the the, the week of the you know the opening week when we had won a couple games and things were looking up, and we didn't absolutely suck. Uh, now you know, oh no, we suck again. Like that's. That's how I feel right now because the Flyers are back to being an absolute disgrace. They thank God. I mean, they finally won a game against the Senators. Now they don't play until the 29th. So that's the next Wednesday, a week from today that this podcast is being recorded against the Seattle Kraken in Seattle, uh, San Jose, the LA Kings, the Ducks. You know, they'll go out west there for a little bit. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter though, right? because you're talking about a team who is just losing 10 straight. This is just a disgrace of a of a team and organization. And why would I as a as a Philadelphian and a true Blue Flyers fan waste my breath and my valuable time watching and even paying attention to this team? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. I'm sorry. But, you know, I just I think that there's so much more uh, problems with them than just coaches and or you know they're they're an organization that stinks from the head down. They don't they lack people at the top who even care about what's going on, uh, whether this team wins or loses. So long as they don't cost them money or they just continue to feed into uh, large corporate conglomerates. And that's you know that's the Flyers and they 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 just need leadership. That's that's what they truly truly lack. I feel and they need a vision and a direction and somebody who's willing to step in and make hard decisions. And uh, I don't see it right now. So Flyers are you know Flyers are toast. Phillies are in a lockout right now. The the, uh, the Major League Baseball's in a lockout. So there's absolutely no news on that front. And that's something that's not going to be concluded or. Even probably discussed until late January, early February. Once they everyone starts feeling the uh, burn or the the itch for for uh, for spring training, and once they start realizing, oh boy, we're gonna start losing some money. Everybody's gonna start losing some money. So there, uh, you know, no resolution there. Uh, college football playoff will be next weekend, and there'll be more college bowl games. I'll I will discuss that next week because uh, you know I got my Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and I. Uh, Paid attention to all this uh, pretty closely, honestly. So, uh, you know, studied all these teams and whatnot, because I thought maybe Notre Dame was going to be playing them and played Cincinnati and whatnot. So I, we will see uh, what goes down, but we have another week to talk about that. And the, uh, you know, you have the NFL going on. So maybe we'll close here with a little bit of uh, NFL discussion here to close out the podcast. And I was cool. Of course, thank you as always for joining me. It's uh Always my pleasure, of course. And we got a Thursday night game, Forty ers Titans in Tennessee. Tennessee is their underdogs here on this thing, plus three and a half. Or, yeah, plus three and a half. I am seeing. So, boy, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I like. I, I like the Titans in that game, just because. I mean, the Forty ers are rolling and everything, but I always tend to lean on these home teams. and Tennessee has held their own, and they might be getting uh, AJ Brown back, maybe. He is scheduled to come off the IR from a chest injury, so that'll be a big boost for the Titans, who don't have Julio anymore, obviously, and are trying to get Derrick Henry back, which is a little bit of a you know low-key rumbling rumor, you know, that that he might be coming back here for the you know maybe probably the playoffs, but possibly the last week of the season, you know, so it's. There's still some time left. the The longer season has helped guys like Derrick Henry maybe make a comeback here and uh, get 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 involved here at the end of the season. So, you know, the Titans are a team you got to watch out for. They're just they're just tough. They kind of play like the Eagles in in the fact in the fact that they rely on the run game. They not a huge air it out and just do that, but they can't. You know, Tannehill has shown that he can throw the ball and he can move the rock and he can play quarterback at a high level in this NFL. So, you know, shout out to him. Uh, Packers. Uh, this is a Saturday Saturday night games. Uh, two great Saturday night games. I'm Really hoping COVID doesn't uh, ruin the schedule like it did last week. But I'm sure we are bound to have some sort of you know situation. So it's all fluid, obviously. But as we sit here today, Packers minus seven and a half. That might be a little too much. Uh, but I do like the Packers to win the game. Uh, Cardinals Colts. Cardinals minus one. Uh, you got. I gotta imagine that the Cardinals figure out a way to uh, right their wrong after losing to Detroit, and they're gonna come home. And I think that you know the high of the Colts winning against the uh, Patriots. I just give me the Cardinals. Uh, give me the Cardinals money line as well. I don't know exactly what that is, but minus one is uh, close enough though, so you can just take that. Uh, Detroit Lions plus five and a half against the Atlanta Falcons, who are minus five and a half. Uh, give me the Falcons. Ravens and Bengals this is a tough one uh I guess we'll see if uh Lamar Jackson's gonna play I guess if Lamar plays then you know that that might change that number so if you don't think he's gonna play you want to get in there or I don't know what this number even me I I like the Bengals though uh, I that that's Eileen Bengals here Bengals at home uh you know Ravens have the Ravens are a tough team though because they are in every single one of these games. They've lost two games on the the last their last offensive play of the game where they were, went for it to try and uh, you know win the game pretty much. Uh, you know the Packers game was not so much, but the the Steelers game if they get that that game's over. So you know I mean they're definitely close to, with Huntley or with Lamar. They're they're a tough team to beat, but I'm just going Bengals here and but I don't feel confident about it. If I was if I didn't have to make a pick, I would stay away. Rams Vikings. Um Rams minus 3. Uh Vikings are at home. This is just a Sunday afternoon game. Uh Rams with a nice win last night. I uh, I you know if I wasn't an Eagles fan, I would probably just say Vikings. Something would tell me the Vikings would win this game. But uh they did not look good. The other, they, I mean they didn't look bad, but they, you thought they should have take, you know, you would have thought they would have taken advantage more of the depleted Bears defense. And uh, this is a game that I would probably just, you know, want nothing to do with. And the Rams, you know, game being indoors and everything, you know, it seems like the weather wouldn't be a factor indoors. But you know, who am I to know? And Minnesota's had problems with the roofs before, so uh, give me, um, oh boy, uh, that's tough. I, I give me the Rams. I don't trust the Vikings. Give me the Rams, but I, I could easily see the Vikings winning that game uh buffalo bills that's a situation where like i might just like you would want to just play the money line there just to have some fun and it'll be a plus number but i i i do like the rams though because it's just they're the better football team and they're going to just continue to find their stride and there's no good no gonna be not gonna be a factor of weather or anything like that to uh hinder the, the rams they are a uh like a great show on turf situation where they just need uh you know Best possible conditions for them will help them out. That's – that's. I don't know why I keep going on about the weather. But I've learned through uh, you know my gambling career that the weather does matter. So you need to check the weather before you bet any of this stuff. Uh, Patriots and Bills are running it back this week. Bills are plus 2.5 against the Patriots. Uh, as, so long as this game isn't being played in a uh, nor'easter or 50-degree uh, winds again, give me the Bills. Uh I I do you know I could see the Patriots bouncing back they had a tough game last week against the Colts but uh you know I I could also see the Bills coming back and getting what's theirs and so you know maybe Cole Beasley depending on their covid situation but uh you know yeah you know what? I'm changing that cuz I now that they, they, they might not have Emmanuel Sanders they're not going to have Cole Beasley uh you know they just have Diggs and, and that might be a little too much of a tough ask for the uh Buffalo Bills so Give me the Patriots, reluctantly. Uh, Jaguars, Jets, absolute toilet bowl here. Uh, A one o'clocker. Uh, I, I pick them right down the middle. Give me the Jaguars, uh, just based off they. I don't even know. Like I, I who cares, right? Uh, I, I would, I would not. Uh, don't touch that game, to be honest. But uh, I'm here to make picks, dude. I'm not. I'm not. I'm no. Uh, I'm no softy. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles at uh, Giants. Give me the Eagles and give me the minus ten. We're probably going to blow them off the blow them off the map, if uh, if everything is right and fair in the world. Buccaneers and Panthers. Uh, Buccaneers are going to have a lot of guys out, but the minus ten shows you that Panthers are just not that good, and you probably shouldn't have to worry about them. And give me the Bucks minus ten. In that game, uh, not, not uh, huge, I'm not laying huge units on this. I, I would, st- I stay away m- mainly in the NFL from numbers that are that large, uh, you know, other than like the, e- an Eagle situation where they just, you know, the Giants are kind of uh, shutting it down, you know, they, they've, they've uh, quit on the season pretty much. So uh, yeah, I, I would stay away from this, but I'm taking the box uh, chargers and Texans. Now this is a game where the numbers more appropriate, I think, cause the Texans are just not a good football team. And they've won some – I mean, they beat the Jaguars last week, but the Jaguars are also not a good football team, and I think the Chargers are. Barring, uh, you know, Eckler's going to be out. We'll see if – yeah, that's that's another situation where COVID might have an effect. But uh, it's on the road, you know, but it is indoors, so you don't have to worry about the weather, boys. And uh, the Texans are not exactly a feared team this year. So definitely nine is doable in that game. Maybe it can get down there, you know, ten on some other things. I'm seeing uh ten, ten, uh FanDuel has ten, so you know, maybe uh maybe ten's the number. Uh you know, like I said, I don't like the ten seems like the number where they stop the uh you know, they cut it off. Uh, if they go any higher than that, you really are gonna blow them out. But Bears, Seahawks, this is in Seattle. Seattle minus six and a half. Uh I would stay away from this. Just because that number is too large for a Seattle team, but Seattle has shown they're not—I uh, would say—as bad as Chicago and as anemic offensively as Chicago. Inept, I guess, is the word. I don't know if anemic works there, but give me Seattle, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Give me Kansas City minus seven and a half. They seem to be absolutely rolling right now, and uh, they got lucky to win that Chargers game. But they did—they took—they did what they needed to do and took care of business. Broncos Raiders uh give me the Raiders minus one it uh, doesn't seem like Teddy is gonna play because he got knocked out last game uh, that was I'm not laughing that was not it was scary when it happened but uh it seems to be he's okay but he's been uh he's had a couple injuries or situations like that where he was unconscious on the field so I just hope that he's like okay like for the long term you know like me I'm just worried worried when stuff like that keeps happening to you over and over again it's like a you know, if you watch, if you listen to MMA podcast, you you know, or you're a big fan, um, you know, dudes are getting knocked out all the time in fights. It's like, hey, you know, maybe you got to walk away because this that's a impor- pretty important part of the sport we're playing or this, you know, the thing we're doing. So, yeah, well, uh, Dallas and uh, Washington football team. If Tyler Taylor Heineke is playing in this game, I think that they could keep it close to under that ten and a half. So I would play. I would take the Washington football team in this, but, uh. Yeah, I mean, I could also see Dallas rolling them. So this would be a stay away. But if I had to, give me Washington ten and a half. Uh, Saints and Dolphins on Monday night in in New Orleans. Uh, I like New Orleans here minus three. I just don't trust Tua and the Dolphins and, and just everything going on there. I think it's going to definitely be a close game. But and even if it goes down to two and a half, I would pounce. But I, it's just. You know, I think the Saints win the game, and I'm a big money line guy, so I parlay money lines for the most part. And I've only, you know, I don't like any other gambler. I would guess would say, unless you're a legit like professional gambler, uh, you probably lose more than you win. But uh, some of those, you know, they make up for the uh, the L's, and uh, sometimes it's worth it. So go out there, have some fun on the uh, on the parlays. We'll have a UFC MMA uh, podcast coming out this week. About what happened this past weekend with Chris Dawkins and Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis the Black Beast taking care of business against one of uh, the city of Burley Love Zone. Uh, it was unfortunate, but we definitely, I, you know, as a uh, UFC fan, should have seen it coming. We cashed out pretty much the rest of the night. And Jake, shout out to Jake Paul for hitting us with that uh, uh, that, that that TKO finish, dude. You know, uh, uh, shout out to him. We will have in depth discussion and conversation on all of that. On the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast with me and Ty Capone. Uh, For now, I thank you for joining us. This has been the Hot Take Hot Box, and my name is Matt McSweeney. Please, as always, hit us up if you have any questions or concerns or thoughts as to what we talk about on the podcast or what you want us to talk about on the podcast or you want to be included in this. I would love to bring other voices into this and just hear what you have to say, whether that's not even through the power of audio whether i read the thing that you say uh, and you you reach out to me on twitter or whatever um it's always greatly appreciated i do have some people who reach out to me and i it's uh i thank them as always so ladies and gentlemen once again thank you for joining us hot take hot box my name is matt McSweeney.